Breaking Cubs news, Marcus Stroman may not be offered an extension after this season. Sports Talk Chicago, here for John's Clues. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Cubs and Chicago sports news. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago and hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms in Orland Park. Now, we have a lot of Cubs news overall to get to, but this just broke. Bob Nightingale on the report from USA Today. Here's the quote. The Chicago Cubs say they have no intention to offer starter Marcus Stroman a contract extension after the season, and now wonder if Stroman will opt out of his contract after all. He's sidelined with fractured cartilage in his right rib cage and may not return after this season. He's owed $21 million in 2024 in the final year of his three-year $71 million contract. Now, this is big news because just a couple of months ago, I actually advocated for a Marcus Stroman extension based on the fact that at that time, he led all National League pitchers in war. He was the clear front runner for the NL Cy Young Award. At one point, he was 9-4 and four with an ERA under 2.5. But for some reason, in the months since that argument, he's gotten much worse. And as we stand here today, he's 10-8 and eight with a 3.85 ERA and now is on the shelf potentially for the rest of this season. Stroman has fallen off a cliff in terms of performance and now is hurt and may never come back. And although Cubs fans are probably going to get pissed about this move and complain and whine and say, why not Marcus Stroman? He's such a vibe guy, right? He's a, he's a big-time piece of this team. Financially, talent-wise, logically, it all makes sense. And I applaud Jed Hoyer, who for some reason never gets applause. I'm going to give him some applause here again for this idea and this move. Why are the Cubs going to pay somebody who is clearly hurt for the rest of this season? Why are they going to pay somebody who has experienced a significant downgrade in performance? And why are they going to pay somebody this amount of money to be their number two or number three starter? And let's just call it like it is. Justin Steele is the ace of this team. Nobody expected that to occur. Nobody thought Justin Steele would be the guy, but he is. The Cubs brought in Stroman, paid him ace money to be that guy after a couple of great years in New York. And although Stroman has been fine, I mean, he has a 115, 120 ERA+. That's above average. Justin Steele is kicking his ass in terms of overall performance. There is a clear number one on this Cubs team, and it's not Marcus Stroman. Couple that with the fact that his performance has dipped significantly, and the fact that at the end of the day, he's hurt and he's out for the rest of this year. Should the Cubs be paying him that much money? No, I don't think so. And if I look here at his game log, because this will really tell a good picture from 2023, Things have just gotten progressively worse. He had a 2.28 ERA on June 20th, and he was 9-4. And And at that time, he led all pitchers in war and was the clear frontrunner for the NL Cy Young Award. And ever since then, which has really just been throughout July, because he hasn't even pitched yet in August, he made six starts in July, and he got lit up almost every time except for once. And his ERA went up from 2.28 on June 20th to 3.85 on July 31st. Five weeks, the ERA goes up by one and a half runs. And he goes from high war and all these expectations and opportunities to run-of-the-mill number two starting pitcher whose war actually decreased significantly now stands at a 2.0. Stroman, for his career, has always been a good but not great starter. Stroman's never been on the short list to win a Cy Young Award. 
He's just been very good. And this is not an indictment on Stroman. Let's just call it like it is. I don't think anybody could sit here logically and say, oh, yeah, Stroman's a grade A, you know, top 10 pitcher in baseball. No, he's not. He's a very number two, number three type starter who brings with him some flair and some social media highlights and everybody gets excited. And some swagger. But is Stroman going to be worth $21 million next year after the collapse that he sustained this year? Then on top of that, him being hurt? The answer is no, by a long shot. This has not become an argument anymore. It's become fact. He should not be retained. And yes, there might be fear that Stroman's going to opt out. And if that's the case, good luck. I actually think Stroman has no incentive to opt out right now. And the Cubs are playing a really smart game. Stroman's done horrendous this past month and a half, and now he's hurt for the rest of this year. He may not get the value he wants. He's going to need to prove himself for one more year in order to get the money he wants. He's going to have to. There's no extension. He's owed $21 million in 2024 in the final year of his contract. If he wants to opt out around these optics, so be it. No one's going to pay him $21 million next year. The Cubs are forced to. If he opts out and says, I think I can get a better deal, dumb move on Marcus Stroman's part. The Cubs are so smart, and they're covering all their bases in this decision. And whether you like it or not, business is business, and baseball is baseball. And Jed Hoyer is, once again, whether people want to admit it or not, making the right decision. You know, everybody trashes Jed Hoyer. I saw a video come out the other day talking about the collapse of the Cubs' core. He saw it coming years away, and everybody crapped on him. This guy doesn't get enough credit. Javier Baez is hitting 220 out in Detroit. Chris Bryant has missed a total of 189 games, and he's in the second year of a seven-year, $150-plus million contract. Anthony Rizzo is on the DL or on the IL with a concussion, but he hasn't been himself since May. This Cubs core that everybody proclaimed and was so angry about when things changed has worked out in Hoyer's favor. Couple that with the fact that Wilson Contreras at one point in his first year in St. Louis was demoted from the catcher position. And nobody gives this guy credit. They all crap on him. They all worship Theo Epstein and say Jed was the reason why they suck. You know what? If it wasn't for Jed Hoyer, the Cubs wouldn't be where they are today. The Cubs are ahead of schedule right now. And that goes on to my main point about this video. The Cubs right now are in the thick of the NL wildcard hunt. They currently, as of today, actually hold a spot. So if the season ended today, they would make the postseason, which is a shock to probably everybody watching this video. Everybody crapped on them back in, what, 2020 and then 2021. You're trading away, everybody. What are you doing? And just two and a half, almost three years later, they're in the playoff hunt, and they might make the playoffs. Kudos to Jen Hoyer. Nobody gives this guy credit. Nobody cares about the tough decisions that he had to make. Because I'll tell you what, if he if he didn't make the decisions he did, they'd still suck and they'd still be crapping on him too. So really, it wouldn't make a difference. If he didn't choose at the time to make the tough decision to cut and get rid of Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and company, and now Contreras too, if he didn't make those tough, uh, tough decisions, this team would still be in a gut, in a rut, in a hole. Even Kyle Schwarber. Oh, I love Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, well, he has a negative war, and his OPS plus is under 100. Yikes. But no, Kyle Schwarber is a Cubs legend, according to everybody on Twitter. 
Kyle Schwarber's hitting 181. The short-sightedness and the undying loyalty to certain players who just don't produce is astounding at times. Frankly, it is astounding. I mean, I love the enthusiasm from Cubs fans, but you have to understand and you have to draw the line between I'm a fan and I'm a baseball realist. I'm a fan and I love this team, but I also know when somebody's long in the tooth and needs to go. Jed Hoyer is purely a baseball mastermind, and he's been in this game just as long as Theo has. Theo didn't orchestrate this rebuild into contention. It was Jed who did it, because Theo left the team high and dry and went away and waved by to everybody, and everyone was happy for some reason. He got out before things got bad, left his friend out to dry, then his friend had to deal with the damage, but yet somehow reemerged from the pile of garbage. And yet we're still not giving him credit for what he did. He was put in an impossible position, and he succeeded. Jed Hoyer should never have to worry about a job ever again in baseball. If I were an executive of a team and I knew Hoyer was on the market, I'd be after him right now to lead my front office to lead to be my GM or my president. Like, right now. And yet, we still have some people trashing on him. Oh, just makes no sense. The Cubs in general are having an unbelievably surprising season. Their lineup is solid. Cody Bellinger is kind of an MVP candidate. Now, he's played 91 games, and that's what's going to hurt him. But Cody Bellinger is hitting 326. Cub paid him one year, $18 million, and he's turning in an unbelievably impressive season. Christopher Morrell is doing great. Hap, Wisdom, Swanson, Horner, all OPS pluses above 100. Jan Gomes, even at 97, near league average for a catcher. They got rid of Trey Mancini and got rid of that experiment. Mike Talkman's doing great off the bench and in that fourth outfielder role. Heimer Candelario, who came over in a train, is hitting 385 since joining the Cubs in 15 games. And pitching-wise, Justin Steele is a Cy Young candidate in the National League. Kyle Hendricks is back with the fourth flat ERA. Albert Alzale, who was a failed starter, has turned into the de facto closer of this team. He's actually succeeding. His OPS plus, or his ERA plus is near 200. There are so many surprises, and this just really reminds me of 2015, except actually on a more satisfying level, because this team is fighting every day. 2015, that team dominated. They were great all around. They won 97 games. I actually appreciate this team more because there were zero expectations. There was nothing. I mean, we didn't know when the Cubs were going to be good again. It could have been this year. It could have been two years. could have been five years. Maybe Jed Hoyer would have had to be fired for this team to get better again. And yet here we are today with all these different players, some of them old, some of them new, some of them one-year rentals, some of them have been on this team since 2021 in those dog days like Patrick Wisdom. And they're winning. And they have a wild card spot right now. And they're five over 500. That's impressive. That's all Jed Hoyer. Jed Hoyer is the mastermind and the architect of this team. This random roster of misfits that is coming together and winning games and playing meaningful baseball in August and into September. That's Jed Hoyer getting the job done. And that's these players performing on the field. I don't want to take credit away from them. It's awesome. It's just so fun to watch, and it's so fun to see good guys get credit for good things that they do. After years of being dragged through the mud for, frankly, no correct reason, no reason based on fact, 
Now we see somebody reaping the benefits of his hard work, put into an impossible situation. I hope this team makes the playoffs. I don't expect anything from them. I think they're going to be a dud in the playoffs, and that's not controversial. I mean, this team's five games over. They're a 500 team that's going to sneak in via a wild card spot. Awesome. It's a great feel-good story and something to build off of for 2024. That's how they should be approaching this season. You build off this for 2024. This is not the end goal. This is not, wow, we finally made it. No, they haven't. A lot more work's to be done. But considering how they started this season, considering the expectations surrounding this team, considering the names of players on this roster that I'm looking at right now, the fact that they're in it is enough for me to say successful. This is a successful season. Cody Bellinger last year, just so everybody is aware, because I think people forget, was hitting 210. And the year before that, 165. Cody Bellinger has not been good since 2019. He had lost his stroke. Even the Dodgers gave up on him. And look what he's doing now. Dansby Swanson, big-time deal. He's performing. Christopher Morrell, 24 years old, has 19 home runs in 79 games. I mean, this stuff is impressive. Justin Steele, 27 years old, could win 20 games this season and could win, on top of that, the NL Cy Young Award if he continues to play his cards right and perform. Nobody expected any of this. Nobody thought that this was going to happen, and nobody could, could have called this early in the season. This is amazing. And I give this team so much credit. And I give more than anybody Jed Hoyer credit for making it happen. Thanks for watching today's show here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate you all tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Cubs and Chicago sports content. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Support a sponsor, Amish Country Farms. And a big thank you to John Meadows for directing and producing. So long, everyone.